there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Book of Joe podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Book of Joe podcast with me, Tom Verducci, and my good buddy, Joe Madden. Uh, Joe, I, I want to take you down memory lane today. I hope that's okay with you. Always. <laughs> because I'm going to bring you back to 1982. Right. Young Joe Madden. His second year managing in the minor leagues. He's 29 years old, and he gets a gig in the Northwest League with the Salem Angels. Now, why am I bringing that up? Well, today we have a special guest. We have the manager of the Hillsboro Hops in the Northwest League. And by the way, it's only about 50 miles down I-5 from Salem. The connection to Oregon and the Northwest League all these years apart you know, it's a little bit different now because the manager now is Ronnie Gajownik. And Ronnie, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, I, I was told that your real name is Veronica, but I, I guess only your mom used that when you needed to do the dishes. Is that true? Yeah, you know what? Growing up, I used to go bowling a lot and Veronica didn't fit on there. She goes, hey, why don't we go ahead and use Ronnie? And you know what? It's stuck ever since. But yeah, she only calls me that whenever she uh, is yelling at me to do the dishes whenever I go back home. So uh, I cringe a little bit every single time, you know, I hear Veronica. So if I did that a little bit, I, that's why. So how do you say Gajonic? Gajonic? It's Gajonic. Gajonic. Is that Polish? It is Polish. You, My my uh, real last name is actually Gajownik. G-A-J-O-W-Z-C-K. 
Um, but my great grandfather changed it when I came over to Americanize it. I don't know how American Gajownik is, but you know what? It's better than a Gajownik, I guess. Well, the similarities continue because I am half Polish also. My mom's side of the family is Klotzek. And so when I saw that, I figured as much. I didn't, I didn't put together Veronica with Ronnie, but I think that's pretty cool too. And then furthermore, to be situated in Oregon, um, that year in 1982, we did win the Northwest League title. I had some big leaguers on that team, Mark McLemore being one of the most prominent. Um, uh, Kirk McCaskill was another one, Urbano Lugo. Uh, I had a great time up there. It's, uh, the weather's, you would think in the Northwest, people always complain, but it's actually pretty good in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But if you have allergies in that neck of the woods, summer allergies are pretty nasty. I, I thought it was developing asthma up there. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, it's a great spot to begin your career. Uh, there, again, there are so many similarities. I'm very, very happy for you. See, now, if you like pierogies, then we're definitely kindred spirits. Then. I make pierogi. I oh, can make my pierogi. goodness. I make holupki. Oh, I got man. all that stuff in my back. Actually, our restaurant in Chicago was the Madden's Post. We were a fusion between Italian and Polish food. We had a shutter down. and I, they, We were making split pea pierogi. And I promise you, the best ever. Do you ever have Mrs. T's pierogi? No, I actually have not. Okay, well, that's made in Shenandoah, which is right down the street from my hometown. Wow. They're everywhere. Okay. Check it out. Mrs. T's. Check it out. Mrs. T's. I have had those, Joe. I can vouch for them. Very good. I I can't wait for the post-game spread at the Hillsborough Hops game. (laughs) Pierogi. Right. Players will just kill the post-game spread. Oh, that's that's sweet. Well, Ronnie, I mean, really, congratulations um, getting, obviously, this historic job managing. It's the first time a female will be managing a high A team. So congratulations. Well-deserved. Um, you have to take me back. We'll get into your background, of course, but you have to take me back to the phone call or maybe it was done in person when you first found out that this was going to be your assignment for 2023 to be a high A manager. Yeah. So it happened, I believe it was in October that Josh called me. I was actually out here in Arizona working the fall league with the Salt River Rafters and you know, just a normal day cleaning my blinds in my apartment. All of a sudden I get a, you know, call from Josh Barfield and thinking, oh, geez, what's going to happen? And I uh, wasn't expecting a call and picked it up and, you know, a little bit of small talk. How's it going? You know, just cleaning my blinds, just a normal day. And he goes, all right, well, we want to go ahead and talk to you about next season. I'm like, okay, sounds good. He's like, so we'd like you to be in Hillsborough. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I'm getting another call. So I'm patiently waiting there for what feels like five minutes, gets back on. Hey, Ronnie, you still there? I'm like, yeah, I've been here for an hour. How's it going? Uh, He goes, uh, you know, we want you to go ahead and manage up in Hillsborough. And uh, it was it was shock. It was excitement. And, uh, you know, got off the phone and uh, my wife looked at me and she goes, so where are you going? And I told her and uh, she cried for the both of us. So I I appreciated that so that I didn't have to do it. So it was uh, it was a great moment. That's so cool. And how about the first phone call that you made after that? Who was the first phone call? Well, I actually, I didn't, I really wanted to tell my parents because, um, you know, they've just supported me through everything growing up of playing softball, playing baseball, college and whatnot. And they were actually flying in the next week for my mom's birthday. And so I wanted to keep it for them because I wanted to see their, see their face in person. And we took them out to lunch and um, you know, told my dad, you know, hey, you guys going to come up and visit AJ and I up in Hillsboro. And they both stop mid bite, look at me, go, is that where you're going to be next year? And uh, like, yeah, I was like, hey, dad, you got any, uh, you know, when you're at the games, can you just make sure, you know, I'm in the right spot when I'm in the third base coaching box? And my dad goes, and actually my mom caught it before my dad. And uh, my dad started tearing up, my mom started tearing up. So 
Um, so I was really, it was a really cool moment to be able to do that in person. But to be honest with you, I kind of blacked out a little bit. So I don't really know who I called after that. I kind of, I really didn't tell anybody until a couple of weeks ago. So I felt like a little bit of a ninja and spy the past couple of months living incognito. So yeah, it was good. Uh, just, just one question for me now that you've gotten this position and actually rather rapidly or quickly, um, was this part of your aspiration to eventually become a minor league manager? Was this just uh, kind of like literally out of left field? Or is this something that you really had in your mind's eye that you wanted to do eventually and that maybe it happened sooner than you thought? Or just what, what were your what were your thoughts going into the not just into this season, into your career as, as a as a baseball coach, a professional baseball coach slash manager now? Yeah, no. Um, you know, growing up in college or in high school, they always have you do your five year plan. And um, ever since I just if I look back at my five year plan, there's no shot I would be where I'm at today. Um, so for me, I just, as, as simple as it is, I just like to be happy. And, um, you know, as long as I know that I'm keeping my head down and I'm working hard, then I'm going to go ahead and be where I need to be. But it was definitely out of left field. And, you know, growing up, there weren't really, you know, there weren't female coaches on the field for professional baseball or even managers. And so, and, you know, a dream job, it's, it's something that you can achieve. And that that's something growing up, I never thought that I could. Um, so I never really thought about it, to be honest with you. So I just I wanted to work hard and, you know, I wanted to show who I was and what I could bring to the table. And um, this is what was on the table when Josh gave me that call. Cool. I actually wrote down your five. What is your five to 10 year plan? And you actually just uh, dropped that on me right there. I mean, just <laughs> as uh, just again, drawing parallels. I mean, we. it's weird. You're saying things that I'm thinking I've written down already. And we we're both Polish and you like pierogies, too. It's just uh as, as I always went through this thing, I mean, for me, because I never played in the big leagues, um, I was a minor league player and a scout and all that kind of stuff, a coordinator, everything. Uh, but I always wanted to be in the major leagues by the time I was 40. That was kind of like my, my, my goal. And like Tommy said, I started at uh, pretty much the same age that you did. Um, now that you're, I know it's kind of quick and maybe you haven't had a chance to really reflect, but and now that you're there, I mean, uh, uh, is it time to, in a sense, uh, readjust your your goal setting as you move it forward. I, and again, I'm not trying to jump the gun, but um, as you're saying right now, um, to have a, an absolute goal and direction, and it just appears to be that's who you are. Um, moving down the road is, uh, uh, would you consider maybe moving into like a five or ten year mental plan right now? Is that something you've thought about already? Um, that is not something that I've thought about um, just yet, but I think that I don't know. For me, I don't really like to. And I, I don't view this as being lazy, but I don't really like to have a timetable. I think okay. that, in, in my opinion, from what I've experienced with my life, you know, everything happens for a reason. All of the successes, all of the failures, you know, it's it's molding me into who I need to become to then achieve that goal, um, whatever that goal is. But I think that, um, you know, I was, I was watching an interview and they were talking about asking people, you know, if they think that there's going to be a female manager uh, in the big leagues and within the next 10 years. And there's a lot of people who are saying yes. So the fact that that is being said by people who have been in this game or broadcasted on this game or scouted in this game for a long time, I think that, which is great to hear that that can be on a female's five to 10 year plan. And that's something that you couldn't have said even two, three years ago. But the fact that you're even asking me that question now shows the the progress that if you do deserve to be here, that you can be here. I was kind of insinuating all that, but again, well done. That's right on the money. <laughs> See, we're just, we're on the same level right now. We're yeah, on the same it's, it's kind of That's weird. Great. I'm getting freaked out here a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tommy. 
Yeah, I definitely would sign on to that possibility. There's no question about it. There's, I, I say, why not? Um, yeah. If you're skilled enough, it, there's nothing to stop you. As you know, Ronnie, if we brought up that idea 10 years ago, and you would, most people, and maybe probably even you might have said no, because that possibility didn't exist. I wanted to take you back to when you were at South Florida. Uh, and you told somebody, my main goal is to be a head coach, talking about softball at the time while you're playing softball at, at South Florida. Retire and then work with little kids out in Yellowstone or Yosemite or anywhere out west. Yeah. Plans change. <laughs> yeah, plans definitely do change. So, um, you know, I'd still like to do that. That might be, you know, 40 years down the road that I'll be in Yosemite and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, it's funny when you look back at, um, you know, just how many different paths that you can take, you know, just like you're trying to get up to a mountain, you know, there's different trails that you can take, but they all lead to the same spot and you don't necessarily have to be on the same path the whole entire time. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm going to ask Ronnie about the challenges that she faces going forward and where she got this baseball bug to begin with. Back in a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Book of Joe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Book of Joe. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal. 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back to the Book of Joe podcast. Our guest, Ronnie Gajownik, the manager of the High A Hillsboro Hops in the Arizona Diamondbacks system. Uh, and Roddy, we, I asked about getting the baseball bug. It sounds like you had it at a very young age. I believe your dad played college baseball. Yeah. Tell me about your love of this game and where it came from. Yeah, so um, oddly enough, my parents are actually from the suburbs of Chicago. I uh, grew up loving Aurelio's Pizza. I had an Aurelio's Pizza box on my wall growing up. And um, my mom was a White Sox fan. But at the time, I was a daddy's girl. So I actually grew up a Cubs fan. And, um, you know, just ever since, my dad would take me out of school growing up in Central Florida. There's a lot of spring training complexes around that area. So he would take me out of school. And, um, you know, we would go to baseball games. And we would just talk baseball, play baseball. Even when I had switched over to softball, he would still want me to swing a wooden bat. I'd be hitting baseballs. Um, and then just kind of throughout my years, just, you know, growing up a Cubs fan. And um, I actually took my dad to a, a Cubs and Cardinals game for his birthday one year. But it's just kind of always been in me because, you know, just being able to watch those high level athletes and just his passion growing up of playing with it and to be able to share that bond with him. It was a it was a good time. And the fact that it's led me here, I'm really appreciative of it. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us about your entry into professional baseball and where that door first opened or even the idea came to you that you could and wanted to pursue it. Yeah, so it actually happened during COVID. Um, USA Baseball and MLB Baseball, they put on different Zooms, bringing in ex-coaches, scouts, umpires, um, analysts, just to come in and talk to the alumni of the women's national baseball team. So they brought in, we were kind of doing all these talks and I was just asking a bunch of just different questions. And um, I didn't realize until after the fact how great my questions were when uh, Kim Ng and Liz Ben, who's now the director of major league operations with the Mets and obviously everybody knows Kim Ng, um, they emailed me asking me if I had any interest in going into baseball. And, you know, Earlier that year, I'd obviously seen the push notification from ESPN in regards of Rachel Folden getting the job, but I didn't really think that that was a path for me, or did I know um, how that path was to be created? But through that email, um, I thought, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty, pretty interesting. And so um, my resume was sent out. I did a bunch of USA and um, MLB camps virtually, and then also, too, when that was done, actually in person. And with my resume being sent out, I got some phone calls and some interest from, I believe it was three different organizations. And uh, my conversations with uh, Diamondbacks were were absolutely great. You know, it's just kind of just conversations you have when you sit down at a bar and you're just kind of getting to know somebody, see what they're about. And uh, it was just kind of through those conversations that an offer was extended to me in regards of a player development intern. And, you know, I was 
I was pretty happy at UMass, but I wanted a little bit of a change. And I also, too, want a little bit of a challenge and to see how things were done in professional baseball. So I looked at my wife. I'm like, hey, you good with uh, selling our place here and going over the West Coast? And she said, let's go ahead and do it. So that opened my door and off we, off we uh, started driving to uh, Arizona. So, so now you're in Arizona and spring training is right around the corner. Uh, when is when is your minor league group report? Do you, do you have a date on that? I'm sure you have a date on that, right? Yeah. So early early camp, I believe staff is reporting on the 15th. Okay. And then spring training, I believe, is on the seventh. I want to say. Okay. Not. I'm just. I'm just asking that question because for me, I spent, especially that first time through, you spend a lot of time thinking, uh, how am I going to address my team the first time? What is the message going to be with my team the first time through? Mm-hmm. And in the situation that you are in right now, have you even gotten to that point where you? Uh, I'm, I'm a big planner. I'm a big organizer. All that kind of stuff. Have you gotten to that point now where you thought about? Yeah, what your uh, uh, address may sound like, look like to your team the first day you get uh, to stand in front of them. Yeah, no, I think um, so. I guess yeah, we are a little bit similar as I've already started writing down a little bit of the values yeah. of of what we want in Hillsboro, and um, I think it, again, it, it comes down to being able to create that relationship with them, not as a player but as a person, and for them to know that we're not here for them, that we're here with them, or with them day in and day out. And I think true being able to, you know, you can't truly create progress until you tell the truth and you're able to look in the mirror and see where you're at, where you're, uh, you know, where your pros are at, where your cons are at. So to be able to pinpoint, hey, these are the things that we need to get better at and to be vulnerable, because, again, if, if, if you're not OK with looking at failure and figuring out how to get better, then you're just going to be stagnant. So showing, hey, we're here we're all going to be vulnerable here. We're going to look to see how we can get better. And we're here with you to get you better. Just one more question regarding how that's, that's, that's a really good response. Um, as you've gone through the ranks, as you came up as a player and as a coach in the minor leagues, um, you have what you consider to be some strengths and maybe some areas that you're looking for to improve. Cause I know as a young coach, I did, I mean, I, coming out of it, uh, getting my first opportunity, I thought it was decent as a hitting coach, maybe, I was decent with catching and those kind of things. And, of course, running a game is something completely different until you actually get to do it. Uh, We're going to be standing in a third-base coaching box. You don't have to look into the dugout for the sign, though. You get to make it up on your own, and and that's kind of a neat gig to have, too. But um, at this point in your career, do you feel like you have some really – I'm talking about fundamental strengths as a teacher, things that you really feel good about. Mm -hmm. And conversely to that, are there areas that you're looking to improve? As an example for me – I, I always wanted to become a better middle infielder instructor. So I really hung out with the middle, the really solid middle infielders as I was moving through. I felt good as a catching instructor. So uh, where, do you, where, where do you think your strengths are? And where do you look in that uh, I might uh, need to uh, rally around the right kind of people to get more information? For me, I'm a very good, in regards of personality, a very good communicator. Um, Paying attention and being, like you said, around the right people to learn from them. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing, like you said, you can do so much to prepare, but sometimes you have to gain experience by gaining experience and actually being in the trenches and being in that third base coaching box. So for me, um, I would probably say a little bit more in regards of of the hitting aspect of it. In regards of infield, I feel pretty confident in me as a player. Also, too, what I've already picked up from some of the uh, some of my great teammates here with the Diamondbacks. 
So just being able on how to manage the game in regards of also to just the pitchers. I've been around them a little bit in regards of my first year with Hillsboro and really having to work with the track man, being in the bullpen every single day when the guys were throwing pens and, you know, seeing a little bit of the inner workings, but just being able just to truly manage that game. And, you know, I've already been talking to talk to um, one of our guys this morning, Arnato. And then also to D Gardner, it's just more so surrounding myself with the managers and saying, you know, what they've learned and um, what they think that I also too can get better at. I think it's wise to hang around with the pitching as much as you can. I mean, that's the thing. If uh, I had an, an advantage in the sense having been a catcher, but as a manager, um, you know, making a lineup is one thing. That's not that big of a deal. You're going to be able to make your lineup daily. And within the minor league situation like that, there's going to be a lot of stuff already done in advance. You know, he's got to play. You're not going to pinch hit for anybody. This guy's going to throw four innings and throw 75 pitches, et cetera. But as you continue to advance, to me, the the thing that really helps a lot and that could really help set you apart would be how well you handle your pitching staff and how much you understand them. And I'm listen, I'm, I'm fully um, assured that you have a really good or strong feeling about that. But to me, as a young manager, um, that's really important as you work your way through the ranks, because after all, by the end of the season, it's like having a quarterback in football. Uh, you have to have uh, pitchers in baseball to win and uh, to hang around with that that group, whether it's coaches or actual players or pitchers. It's really important to understand them. Yeah, well, I appreciate that nugget of advice, so I'm going to go ahead and write that on down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a good staff with you in Hillsboro. You've got on the younger side, I think they're all in their late 30s, but plenty of playing and coaching experience. Gabby Hernandez, Ty Wright, Ronald Ramirez. So. Uh, I'm sure you know some of these guys from the year you spent in Hillsboro, Ronnie. Um, give me an idea of your connection with your staff heading into 23. Yeah, so I've actually I've only worked a little bit with them, so they weren't there in Hillsboro the year that I was there. Um, but being able to work with them right now during instructs, I'm actually going and getting dinner with our hitting coach Ty Wright tonight to Oregano's, which is a close second to Aurelio's. So it's good stuff. Oregano's is outstanding. Yeah, it's I'm with great. You 100%. It's, it's outstanding. I, I cannot wait. My I'm I'm already ready to eat. We're we're meeting at five o'clock. I'm like I can't wait till seven o'clock for this. So <laughs> we're meeting at five. Um, but um, but yeah. So kind of just taking each of them out to dinner individually and, you know, wanting to see who, you know, who they are as people and what their expectations are for, um, for each of their groups. And then also to just kind of where, where they also want to get better at. So I think it's just creating, um, it's just creating a cohesive unit and just understanding how everybody operates and ticks. That's so cool. And Joe, I'm sure you relate to that, getting to know someone yep. in a place better than over a good meal. <laughs> Kitchen somewhere, man, or a nice restaurant. For me, it's a, it's some good food and a glass of wine. I've done the same stuff, Ronnie. I mean, you're right. Uh, I, I, I think your approach is right on the money. Um, it's going to serve you well. And on top of that, you're going to have a great meal and possibly a couple nice cold beers or uh a great glass of wine. And let me ask you this too, this, as we are talking about all this, because you have to have had this uh, mentors or coaches or managers or uh, from your past, whether it's people you were directly related to as a softball player, whatever, or mm -hmm. just observationally professionally uh, as a kid growing up that poster on your wall, whatever um, who's who in your mind's eye has been uh, a great influence on you or for you, whether it's a mentor directly, somebody that you've known or, Coaches or managers um, in, in the in – the, it doesn't just have to be baseball in general. Yeah. Who, who really stands out to you? Um, so the first two 
who come to mind in regards to softball would be Kevin Fagan. Um, he, we actually won a national championship with him the year before I went to college. And also to Ken Erickson, who was my coach at the University of South Florida. And I think the, the biggest thing, you know, you're always gaining, um, as a player, always gaining knowledge of, you know, the fundamentals of it. Hey, you're going to be, you're going to go ahead and look for this. Hey, in this situation, it's this, but it's, it's more so how they went about their business and how they carried themselves of how professional they were in regards of the relationships and the questions that they asked. So the way that they carried themselves, those are the two big thing, or that's the big thing that I got from them. And then also too, in regards of now being in baseball, a really big mentor for me is Shane Lukes, who's now one of our pitching coordinators here with the Diamondbacks, who I worked with um, happily for two and a half years. He's probably happy to get rid of me now, but uh, he'll, he'll definitely be visiting a lot. So, but Shane Lukes, he, he's, he's a great mind um, on and off the field, who he has as a person. And, you know, you go back to the vulnerability of things and being able to look in a mirror and, you know, a lot of people jokingly call him the truth. And, you know, you, you got to be able to tell the truth. You can't just beat around the bush because if you're just beating, beating around the bush, then you're not actually advancing who you are as a person. So I would say that those three are the first three that pop, pop into my mind. Listen, if, if I tell you the truth, you might not like me for a week or 10 days, but if I lie to you, you're going to hate me forever. <laughs> that's, that's really what it comes down to. Exactly. You have to establish relationships because the next thing that occurs is that trust begins to flow. And once uh, that occurs, then you could actually exchange ideas because unless you have a relationship and you trust one another, the exchange of ideas just becomes a pushback contest. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to agree with that person. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I think. I'm never going to concede. I will not negotiate unless you have trust built up with the relationship. And eventually, when you get all those things in order now, uh, you could have the really strong differences of opinion. And it could work. And then when you get to that point where you could have a, a strong discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it, can, uh, both uh, uh, diverse opinions. And at the end of that uh, discussion, come back and, and, and walk out on the field. and Everybody's on the same page, on the same team. That's pretty cool. But those things have to be in order. Relationship building, trust, um, the exchange of ideas before your constructive criticism can flow both ways. And when that occurs, now you got something. Now you got something because... I don't want people to agree with me all the time. That's the last thing I want. It's very boring. I want to be challenged constantly as a manager from what I'm hearing. Ronnie, it sounds like you want to be challenged constantly too. And that's the only way we get a chance to grow. And that's, that's one of the, not one of that, that's the primary thing I've done in each city that I've gone to is those, those different steps in order to uh, get on the same page with the group and then enact change, build culture, become the race, become the uh, Cubs, whatever. All those things have to be in order first. Yeah, no, it's, uh, again, it's just crazy to think about, you know, I, I never really thought that I was going to be in a role like this because I never saw it. And the fact that now little girls who come down to spring training um, or, you know, they're watching their little brothers play baseball and they see, you know, Olivia Pichardo who's playing at Brown and they're saying, oh, hey, if my brother's playing, then, you know, can I play baseball too? So the fact that now this option is open for them and it's, you're not going to get, you know, you might still get some people who are, no, you shouldn't do that. But there's going to be a lot more people who are, who are saying, you know what, you can because she's doing it and she's doing it and she's doing it over there. So the more that we're able to build on that base, um, it's just going to be getting larger and larger. It's not, it's not, it's, it's going to be second nature now. It's going to be normal. It's not going to be the first. It's not going to be this or that. It's just going to say, okay, let's go ahead and do that. 
And we're going to take a quick break right here and we get back. Um, we're going to play one of our favorite games. Stick around. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back to the Book of Job podcast. And of course, this podcast, if you're enjoying this, you will certainly enjoy the book, the namesake book, the Book of Job. And Ronnie, we do this segment with all of our guests. We think that when you pick up the Book of Job book, there's something interesting, informative, educational even on every page of the book. And to prove it, we ask our guests to pick a number between one and 368, the pages in the book. Uh, and we'll take a little dive into the book to see what it brings us. So Ooh. you're on the spot here to pick 
a number between one and 368. Well, I actually have this. Uh, I have this book and I was actually going to ask Joe if it's any good, if I should keep it or return it. So I, I, this, <laughs> this will be perfect then. So I'll see. Let's go ahead and do uh, let's let's do uh, number 34. How about that? Number 34. Is that your number? Yes, it actually is. And is there a history behind that? Um, growing up, I really loved Kerry Wood. So I I wasn't a pitcher, but really loved the way he operated, the way he held himself. So number 34 is what it was. He's a good, he's a great dude too. That's awesome. Well, this yeah. is uh, appropriate because we're talking about managing in the minors and, you know, Joe has learned from a lot of good ones. And sometimes you learn <laughs> things that you don't want to do as a manager from managers. So you pay attention to those things. And mm-hmm. Joe, this involves Moose Steubing. My man. Remember Moose Steubing? Absolutely. Okay. He was, uh, at this point in the minors, when Joe was with him, Moose was 39 years old. He toiled mostly in the minors. His entire major league career consisted of five hitless pinch, appear- pinch hit appearances for the 67 Angels. As Steubing liked to say, 17 days of coffee, but I didn't get a donut. <laughs> he later joined the Angels as a scout. The 1976 gig with the Quad City Angels was his first as a manager. He insisted his players be on time. Players even a minute late for the team bus were left behind. Keep a spanking clean clubhouse and never forget that he was the boss. There's one of me and 25 of you, Steubing told his players. So you better get to know me rather than me get to know you. (laughs) How about that, Ronnie? You think times have changed a little bit? Oh, man. Well, you know what I will say in regards of being on time for me personally, I think the the best currency you can give someone is your time. You know, you can get back money, you can get back clothes, you can get food. But time is something that you literally can never give back. So for me, time is very important to be on time. So for that, okay, now I might be getting a call from Josh Barfield if I leave our starter behind. So I'd like to keep my job and see, you know, what I can do this season. So uh, that probably won't be happening. But no, I think in in today's time, it's, or, you know, back in the day when I was growing up playing, if my coach told me to put a bucket on my head and go run a mile, I would say, I'd be like, all right, which bucket put on my head? And I would just start running. But now you can't do that, you know, and I think that that's also kudos too to players taking ownership of their own careers into their own paths. So I think that that's something that has uh, that has definitely changed. Yeah, we we didn't agree with him, by the way. <laughs> Me and my roommate Don, Don Lyons, we 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 just could not believe that came out of his mouth. Moose is no Moose is no longer with us, uh, but uh, my buddy Doc, he was a graduate of Gonzaga, first baseman, great guy. He passed away, but. We were incredulous when Moose said that to us that particular day. Unbelievable. <laughs> it, it kind of, Joe, I know we talk about this in the book, you know, as someone that you grew up in that kind of Vince Lombardi era, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. that was the paradigm of how you were a leader. It's very tough. It a lot of times relied on negative motivation. Um, yep. and, and Ronnie, I'm curious your take on this to see, you know, dealing with players today, um, and I've talked to Dusty Baker about this as well, and he certainly adapted to this different kind of way of teaching and leading, that he said players are not going to respond to negative motivation. So what are the kind of things you've learned about keeping your players motivated and what works, maybe what doesn't work? Yeah, you, I, you cannot coach out of fear. I, uh, we had a mental performance session a couple of days ago and talking about the dark passenger and kind of that, you know, that negative devil on your shoulder telling you all those bad things. and. 
there's anonymous poll of, you know, what are some things that your dark passenger says to you? And um, people were saying, you know, I can't swing the bat. I don't know how to play baseball. I shouldn't be here. And, you know, again, this is a huge game of failure. So they're, they're already their worst enemy between their ears. We don't, they don't need someone externally going after them and, you know, coaching them out of fear. And I think it's more so of allowing that vulnerability again to, to succeed and also to, to fail. Because when you fail, that's, that's where you see where you're at and where you can get, where you can get better at. I could just say, amen. I agree with all of that. Right on. Great. Well said, Ronnie, this has really been a pleasure. I, I, it's uh, it's easy to see why Josh Barfield and the whole Diamondbacks organization has such confidence in you, and hopefully our listeners feel that as well. Um, I can't wait until you bring home the Northwest League Championship the way that Joe Madden did back in 1982. Yeah, if you if, if hey, get I'm that hoping. done, we'll, we'll figure something out. But just get that done this year. We'll figure out something at the end of the season. Absolutely. Hey, if I. How about that? Hey, if if I if I win, you gotta you gotta cook me up some of your split pea pierogies. How about that? Deal. I was just gonna say, you are, do you live in Arizona in the wintertime too? Uh, no, I actually live down in Florida, about a little oh, bit north of Vero Beach. We can figure something out. Okay, a nice Polish dinner. That's the deal. All right, sounds perfect. Sounds great. Awesome, awesome. Best wishes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well, Joe Madden, I thought uh, Ronnie Gajownik was super impressive. I'm so glad she's got this opportunity now since it's all about performance, right? It's She's she's broken through a ceiling here, and, um, and I have no doubt she's going to do a terrific job. Yeah, confident, gregarious, um, really confident, uh, self-confident in what she has to say, and I like that a lot, um, uh, even with the lack of experience in the game itself. Uh, um, professional baseball wise I think she's going to be just fine because she is she's straightforward she's really well thought out I can imagine she's highly organized and she's fully full uh, she's Polish so I think that that matters to me also so uh, I really enjoyed that conversation a lot I thought she's uh, she's on top of things man it's, she's gonna have a nice career yeah and I I honestly think Joe I don't know how you feel about this it probably will be inside of 10 years we you know do see a major league managers a woman yeah. uh, I wouldn't even rule out the possibility of a, a pitcher or a position player in the major leagues I, I don't know what the time frame is but again mm-hmm. why not and what we're doing now is we are encouraging more young women to follow that dream and it becomes now something that's real uh even more than the dream it becomes something that's possible yeah i didn't want to put words in her mouth that's why i asked her like the five or the ten year plan you know um because i think if you get your foot in the door like she has and as, as she goes through the season maybe into the next couple seasons i think it'll become more fully um uh, implanted within her that i really want to do this or maybe i just like to be uh, stay as a coach or a minor league manager, maybe as a major league coach, but she's the kind of person, she's the one. I mean, her or uh, the young lady, Rachel, uh, they're definitely at the forefront of this. And it should take at least 10 years. I would think that's about the right number to understand and, and, and really hone your craft to be able to become a major league manager with the experience necessary, everything about it. So I think a 10 years is about right. And uh, I think less than that would be kind of like a, an expedited form, which I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, she definitely has the chops uh, mentally, man. She's got the chops mentally. She would do. She'd be wonderful in front of the, the press on a daily basis. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just about understanding the game completely and how she relates to her players, uh, which is really going to uh, set her path. I think. Absolutely, very, very impressive.
Joe, you got something to take us out of this edition of the Book of Joe? Yeah, I'm going back to my boy, Ernie Hemingway. I read this the other day, <laughs> and it's just something that uh, I think that uh, people of my age, I'll be, what, 49, uh, 69 being a new 49 in um, February. <laughs> but Ernie said, uh, no, that is a great fallacy, the wisdom of old men. They do not grow wise. They just grow careful or cautious. Um, and that was that was awesome because the, the point is, man, at whatever age you are, do not grow careful. Do not grow cautious. Just keep pushing the envelope. Keep growing. Hey, I never knew you and Ernie were tight. That's pretty cool. Well, what I want to do is I, at some point, my van's almost done. The 676 is almost done. Hopefully, it is in the back of my mind just to get in it, take 10 all the way down the southern route, end up down in uh, Key West and just go hang out at his pad a little bit, soak it up. I mean, I... Have you ever been to his house in Key West with all the cats hanging out and stuff? It's uh, I have. It's, were they like that? They have different kind of paws or something. Yeah, six. Yeah, one has something. exactly something crazy. But uh, they just sit there uh, and they're they're not. You're not permitted to move them or get upset with them. They rule the roost, actually. So I um, now that I become more of a Hemingway fan, I think at some point I need to take the van down there and just hang out and and see where that takes me. Those thoughts take me, but. Everything, I, I, I follow him on Twitter. There's a Twitter follow for Hemingway, and there's a lot of really good nuggets. And I just picked this one up the other day. Awesome. We'll see you next time, Joe. All right, brother. Have a great night. The Book of Joe podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 